0: welcome to the ceo of destiny podcast where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace and now your host andre j benjamin greetings
1: greetings greetings welcome to the ceo of destiny show i'm your host andre j benjamin i I'm delighted today to have an exciting guest that I know will be beneficial to you. Uh, Pish Patel is hailing from Oklahoma City, uh, which we have a love-hate relationship over in the Pacific Northwest because we love when we saw some of our talent go there and go to other places, but we also don't hold anything against the people in in the state because they didn't do it to us. But, yes, there's a sore spot. But he's Uh, the founder of Digital Tutors, he's also an investor, he's also a philanthropist, charity donor, uh, just a tremendous leader, and we're delighted to have him on to talk about just his journey, as well as how to hold some difficult conversations. I know a lot of people in our audience are trying to figure out, when you have a team, how do you navigate through those difficult conversations? How do you not almost ambush? And I love how he lays that out in his book, that you don't kind of ambush people, there's a little bit more to it. So welcome, Peach, to the show. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful, man. Thank you for having me. Yes,
1: sir. So I want to know a little bit about your origin story. For those, I, you know, I've followed for a while. I mean, I got your book a long time ago, actually. And um, as we were having other guests on, it was always in the back of my head of saying, man, this is definitely somebody I want to reach out to because I really feel that the content that you gave resonated well just in regards to hey it's pretty timeless some of the things that are these are evergreen um, topics you know around culture building around tribes just around so much that now is is definitely needed when people are working remotely and the world has really shifted you know to a kind of like I don't know hybrid or or, or gumbo of a sorts so can you tell us a little bit about your origin story who you are and you know kind of what drove you in your formative years?
0: Yeah, you bet. So, uh, you know, I was born in London, England. I moved to the United States when I was four years old. My parents picked El Reno, Oklahoma, because that was literally the center of the United States. It's where Highway 81 and Highway 66 cross. And they said, that's where we've got to go. And um, they had a little motel. And so if you've ever been in a family business, it means everybody works in the family. Everybody. And it was, you know, as, as soon as I was old enough to look over the counter, they're like, okay, you're in charge. We got to go to run to Walmart or we got to go to this family member. Um, and so I've always been in like in this customer centric mode. The challenge for me was, you know, my parents were not going to have this trust fund for me as, you know, one day they're going to leave this empire to me. Uh, it was a, we've, we're giving you an opportunity. And they had very clear expectations of what that opportunity meant. It was either Lawyer, doctor, engineer, pick one, right? The fourth <laughs> right. option is disgrace. You can choose <laughs> that if you'd rather have that. Um, but, you know, that was that was their dream, right? That they wanted to give us an opportunity. My dream was to be a teacher. And so uh, I told my parents, I want to be a sixth grade science teacher. They said, well, if you're so smart, you should be able to pay for your own school. And I said, that's no problem. I can easily do that. And that lasted a semester and I'm broke as a joke. So, um, <laughs> But again, Andre, too proud to go back and say, okay, mom, maybe mom and dad, you were right. You know, I'll stick this engineering thing out and I'll just get a good job and move on with life. I was passionate to be like, no, this is what I want to do. Right. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs see problems in the, in the market and go, why isn't anybody fixing this? You know what? I'll fix it. And so. I said, you know what? I'll figure it out. So, so why? Uh, joined, so a
1: little, a little going yeah. back. Why? Why a sixth grade science teacher? Did you have an experience with a teacher that impacted you that made you, you know, see that as an opportunity?
0: Yeah. Here I am, a freshman in college, and pretty much my whole life, I've been told, not good enough, not smart enough. You know, you don't understand well enough. Like, but I had one teacher that was like, "Just you're going to go change the world one day." Let's go. And I was like. I want to do that for other people, right? Yes. When nobody would do it for me, I'm going to go do that for other people. And so, uh, I, I graduated college as a sixth grade science teacher. On the way, I had to join the army to pay for my college, and that was Absolutely. okay. Right? That was part Thank of. Thank you part for your of, service. You bet. That's part of what we do, right? Um, and my parents were right. Man, it's really hard to raise a family as a sixth grade <laughs> science teacher making twenty eight grand a year. It's just hard, right? <laughs> i was like, oh nice? my God, the insight, they knew, they knew. <laughs> Those paychecks coming in, we're not covering things the way they should, right? Right. So I, I started teaching at the college level. I started moonlighting at TV studios at night doing graphics. And I quickly figured out- How did gosh, you learn graphics? Oh, you know, I'm a product of Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and just video games, right? My, my dad said, and this was just a defining moment, fourth grade i remember it like it was yesterday i was just a terrible student right and and it was because i'm just bored out of my mind like i get it but this is not fun let me have fun right and fun for me was making things building things creating things my fourth grade my father said look if you bring home all a's i'll buy you an atari let's go i was like okay i'm gonna get to work let's go and i worked and i worked and i brought home all a's and an a minus And my dad said, well, that's not all A's. I said, but it is. It sees an A just with a line next to it. And he's like, nope, nope, not all A's, no Atari. Now it's years later that I realized they just didn't have the money. You were never gonna be able to buy me an Atari, right? My dad just set this crazy goal and figured he's never gonna reach it. So that's lesson number one, right? As entrepreneurs, as leaders, as founders, as supervisors, when you set an incentive out there, and your people crush it, you can't renege it. No. You, can't re, you can't renegotiate and go, I don't know. Well, let me change the goalpost again, right? Yeah,
1: it can't be uh, a moving goalpost because it it's soul crushing, right?
0: It crushes you. And so this set this like, you don't want to buy me an Atari? No problem. I'm going to get so deep in the industry that Atari's going to buy from me. Let's go. Right? Let's go. And so that's just- really with that chip everything.
1: on your shoulder, right? Oh my God. That, gas, that battery pack.
0: Well, and I'm learning now, I, you know, as we go through this podcast that man, I still carry this chip, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what I accomplish, I still carry this chip. And that's really what's leading me to my next chapter in my life. Um, so teaching at the college level as computer graphics instructor, working at TV studio, doing graphics. And I'm realizing, man, there's more people out there than my little group of students. So and you're uh, so,
1: so a little backtracking, you're learning how you taught yourself how to graphic design. So, because- you so you're you're also you're in school you did the whole teaching thing and you're in that field now and what is it at nighttime you're learning how to
0: that's right nights and stuff. weekends yeah yeah, yeah. and i've got all the grunt work man work nobody wanted to do i i raised my hand i'll take it right i'll cut my hours and, and just figure this out and then one day there's this like dark room off to the side and people go in and nobody ever comes out and i was like what's in there And they're like oh that's the animators you're not allowed to go in and i was like oh really want to go in there you're not allowed to go in there well there you go right you just set this gauntlet of you don't want to let me go i'll go i'll figure it out and so i i finally talked my way in. they said you can go in there sunday afternoons just don't touch anything so i went in and i grabbed the first you know book on how to use the software i didn't understand the first sentence i mean i was like how do you even start in this industry and you got to remember man this is old school this is like you got to go take out the trash for three months and then get coffee for three months, and then maybe somebody will teach you this stuff, right? True. And I thought, man, if I figure this out, there's a whole market. Like, I can go teach a whole generation. Absolutely. And so that's what I did, man. I, I, I poured into it and uh, virtually taught, uh, at the end, about a million and a half students every day wow. how to work in movies and video games. All wow. the, you know, the Pixar's, the ILM's, digital domains, the Apple's, the Ford, the NASA's. Had them all. It was was so. What
1: what skills? What skills were you seeing or were imperative for yourself to build before you even got to go into the? Because you all, you know, you taught at a college level, which we're going to explore. But you also talked about before, you know, once you launched the company. But when you yourself were saying, "Man, these are skills I want to have. I'm really curious at this, and I see these are in demand. I mean, like you said, being a nerd of the culture where you grew up." I grew up in the 80s. I'm 44 this year and, you know, born in the late 70s. So I was definitely exposed. I, I still remember when Elliot went off in my ear and, the, you know, yeah. every kid was riding their bikes trying to That's right. it happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. And we remember Indiana Jones and all that. And even this first Star Wars. But what were you looking at and saying, man, these skills I want to know personally, but they're also in demand. Where were you seeing the connection?
0: The connection was really connecting the software companies to real people. So when I say that, so my my undergrad is in elementary ed, math and science, and my master's is in adult education. And what I really quickly figured out was all of these manuals and help documents and tutorials are written by computer scientists. They're not written by artists and, or people just starting out. So the, the knowledge of oh, you should know how all of this works. You've been in the industry my whole life, right? And I'm like, no, today's my first day. I quickly figured out, wait a minute, teaching adults computer graphics is just like teaching little kids math. Let's go. Right? And I can translate all these skills that I've learned in helping adults learn this new thing. And it just took off. People- so, the,
1: so the books you said, they were- so they were dense. They were just, they oh. were people's head. You were saying this is dry. This is putting people to sleep. You were trying to figure out how to demystify it and how to decode it the same way you would uh, a student that's bored in school. You were saying, how can I really make this appealing to them? Yeah. You took your own experience. Now, if you go back to when your parents, what what did they expose you to in terms of work ethic? Now, I know you talked about him incentivizing you or, you know, now decentivizing because of how it turned out, but what, what were they exposing you to in terms of work ethic? And then also in terms of, um, you know, like you said, it wasn't going to be an empire, but were you also exposed to the value or, or did you start to think about things like uh, wealth creation and whatnot and like looking and saying, do we have any assets? Do, I, do you even know what an asset is at that time when you're a kid? And as you're watching your parents work, are you looking at the quality of life and saying, man, I respect them? Yet I also know that there's more out there, you know, what, what was going through your head and take us back to a little bit about the work ethic and also what you were seeing in terms of, you know, assets, liabilities, all this type of thing.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, Rediscover Your Destiny, go to CEOofDestiny.com. Thanks again, and tune in next time.